There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting the like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from a throwaway account and asks, am I the a-hole for refusing to give up my dog, my dad's fiance, and her son? I'm really upset about this right now. I'm 17 female. My parents divorced when I was 12. It was really rough. They pretty much hate each other and still have trouble doing anything together where I'm concerned. I try not to talk about them to each other and just keep things separate. All the fighting and chaos was hard on me. It was affecting my mood and schoolwork when it was all going down. So my dad felt bad and let me have a dog to help me feel better. Someone nearby had Malamute puppies, so I picked out one and his name was Tico and he's my best friend. Even on the weeks I'm with his mom, I stop by after school every day to take him to the dog park to play and get his cuddles in. I love this dog. My dad started dating Melanie a few years ago. I don't really connect with her. We're just really different and she's way too touchy. But she makes my dad happy, so whatever. Her son Ben, 9 male, is autistic and needs a lot of accommodations. He gets really upset and has meltdowns when things change or are done differently. He's also really scared of Tico. Even though, as far as I know, Tico has never done anything to scare him. He's a really laid-back and well-behaved dog. Dad and Melanie recently got engaged and they want to go ahead and move her and Ben in so that they can get rid of their apartment and save money. My dad told me about it and said that since Ben is afraid of Tico and needs a stable environment at home, Tico is going to have to go somewhere else. My mum's townhouse doesn't have room for him and my grandparents aren't in a good enough health to look after a big dog so we would have to rehome him. I admit, I didn't take it very well and we had a big fight. I told him that no way was I going to give up my dog and I'm going to college next year anyway so they can put off the move until the spring when I can find a place to take him with me. My dad said that they need to do the move over the holidays and Ben is more important than a dog. I told him that if he gives away my dog, I'll never forgive him and that obviously thinks Ben is more important than me too. My dad is mad because I'm making this a choice between me and his fiance. basically. Melanie is having second thoughts about the engagement since I don't want to live with them. My mum is mad at my dad and they are fighting again. And I'm afraid to leave Tico alone because he might not be there when I get back. My aunt says I'm being childish and my dad deserves to be happy. Am I the a-hole? Now we covered a story a little bit ago where they wanted to get rid of the family dog because... The new partner just got pregnant and she was afraid the dog was going to jump up at her and, you know, hurt the baby, etc, etc. And that one was not the a-hole for not wanting to get rid of the dog in that situation. And it's the same for this one as well. My only problem is, what is the solution to this one? I think it was right that, if anything, they wait till you're able to move out and then, you know, he can do what he likes. But trying to force you to get rid of your dog because of the time limit, etc. is just not on. This guy is the guy that got you the dog in the first place because of what you was going through mentally 
because of their breakup and their arguing, etc. And now he just wants to get rid of it. What a way to alienate your child. But happy life, coffee help says, not the a-hole. Your dad shouldn't have given you a dog to take it away later. However, you also need to be prepared. It isn't easy to find a place to take a large dog. If your plan is to bring him with you, you need to be working and saving money. You will likely need to rent a house or a room in a house where they let you have him. And you'll have vet bills to cover, food, etc. Oxford Comma says, not the a-hole. I usually side with parents, but rehoming your dog because he can't wait six months to move his girlfriend into the house seems like he is choosing his girlfriend over his child. That's a huge no-no. Melanie's son does have a right to feel safe in his own home, but that does not include forcing you to get rid of your dog. That's just not a legitimate thought to have. Maybe Melanie should have second thoughts about your dad. Hey Nora says not the a-hole. Dogs are not expendable. They are a lifelong commitment. The kid is not allergic. He's just afraid. Autistic kids can adjust to change. It just takes time and work. His mom and your dad are lazy and don't want to do the work. If my parent got rid of my pet, I would literally never speak to them. Tell him he hopes he never wanted to be a grandparent because someone who thinks something I love that deeply is disposable is never getting near any kids I have. Claus says, sounds like the adults around you really didn't think this timing through at all well. Or they don't really get pets and they think they're like furniture you discard because it doesn't really fit in your new living room. Not the a-hole, but you have all my sympathy. At 17, you expect your wants and needs to be taken into account, not just dictated to by an adult. Maybe Melanie was deceiving herself if she thought you would happily trade Tico in for a step family. Of course, you don't want to live with them under those conditions. Tico should not have to be separated from you when a few months can solve that part. Successful March says not the a-hole. I'd rather die than rehome my dog. Ben might even grow to love Tico in time if they handle the change well and take it slowly. The answer isn't just immediately get rid of a living, breathing, sentient being because the kid is afraid. And they haven't tried anything else. I appreciate the autism will make things more difficult, but there has to be other routes to go down without immediately jumping to give Tico away. I hope they don't try and do anything behind your back, OP. And there was just a couple of relevant comments as well. So someone said, why do they need to move over the holidays? OP responded saying, I think it's something to do with a lease or something. I don't know. Maybe also having time to move. My dad just said it would be a lot more trouble and expense to wait. Someone asked whether the grandparents could foster the dog for a few months till she gets her own place. And Opie says, I'm going to talk to my grandparents again this afternoon, I think. I'm so afraid that my dad is just going to take Tico while I'm at school. So I might just grab him and take him to my mum's for a couple of days until I can figure something out. She doesn't have a yard and the place is too small for a big dog long term. Maybe if I can move in with the grandparents, I can help them out with chores and the property and keep my dog with me. They have plenty of room. My dad won't like that though, and I'm guessing there's going to be another lawyer showdown if I do that. Someone says, how long have you had Tico? And Opie says, five years. Someone responds to that and says, why would your dad throw a fit? And Opie says, they've been fighting over custody stuff since the divorce, and my dad is super strict about time. He won't want me to move totally out, but I have to if Tico goes to my mum's or grandparents to take care of him. I guess my mum wins if that happens. So then Opie comes in with her first update, which says... I talked to my mum and grandparents after school. I brought Tico to my mum's place this afternoon and going to take him to my grandparents tomorrow. I'm going to split time between them and my mum for a while and my grandparents said that if I go to college nearby, I can live with them while I study to make sure I don't lose my dog. So I'm going to look at maybe two years at a local college and then transferring to a university later. I haven't told my dad yet, but 
I will after I get Tico settled tomorrow. I already went online and made sure his chip information is up to date with all my info and my mum's as a backup. Pretty sure all hell is going to break loose, but honestly, I'd do almost anything to not lose my dog, including just not going to college right now if that's what I have to do. He takes care of me, so I have to take care of him. Update 2 It's been a rough few days. My dad flipped his crap when I told him I wasn't coming back to his place and he and my mum are duking it out right now. My mum's lawyer asked me a bunch of questions and said not to worry about it. Melanie called to find out what was going on, so I told her that if living with her and Ben means that I lose my dog, I'm just not going to live there anymore. And she tried to talk me out of it because my dad didn't want to lose me, but I told her that's just how it is. I think they're fighting now too. My grandparents said my dad is being totally unreasonable and he's not allowed to come on their property. It's gonna be a fun Christmas. I'm just gonna stay at my grandparents and try to keep my head down until I go back to school. But Tico seems to like it here. He has a lot more space to run around and still gets to sleep next to my bed. So at least he's happy. And OP's final update, which says, okay, last update. So Melanie broke it off with my dad. My dad didn't talk to me for a while, but he finally asked to have lunch. So my grandpa went with me because he wanted to make sure I was safe and my dad didn't yell at me. My dad apologized for trying to make me give up Tico and wants me to come back home. I told him I would come visit, but I'm still afraid he'll take my dog. Living with my grandparents has also been really nice. It's quiet. They appreciate me helping out with the farm and my grandma is teaching me how to cook. He wasn't happy, but he said he understood and we worked out a plan for me to visit for dinner a few days on the weeks that used to be his weeks and I'm dropping by to see mum most days on her weeks, but spending most of my time with my grandparents. I got a scholarship to the local branch of my state university and it's only an hour and some away and has the degree program I want. So I think I'm going to go there for at least the first two years. I'm going to talk to admissions about getting a waiver from living on campus since I'm helping my grandparents. Both my parents are going to chip in on the allowance for me and Tico while I'm in school. My mum says my grandparents can relax more and are feeling better with me there. Also, they love Tico being around now too. That was the best option for everyone. I'll be able to budget for vet visits and everything. My dad is still mad at my mum and Melanie, but he doesn't want me to miss out on college and he seems to be more himself after the first week of visits. Thank you for all the advice. I'm so relieved this has worked out. I've had hella anxiety over Christmas about all of this, but I get to keep Tico. Things are mending with my dad and I'm on track for college. And I'm so glad that Opie is with the grandparents. I know it's a bit of a sad situation, but it sounds like the relationship with the arguing that was going on was causing Opie a lot of anxiety. And reading it myself, I was like, oh, not a nice way to live in that sort of dynamic, is it? Especially when you're trying to study and things like that and then you're worried about being in the middle of two adults arguing about you so i think it must be some relief to be at the grandparents now like hope he said the words it's quiet meant a lot to me in that but i do wonder what the future with daughter and dad's going to be like that's got to be a lot of trust broken there isn't it and i was slightly worried in the update where op said he wants me to move back in. I thought, oh no, it's just very convenient now that they've broken up. Oh, now you can move back in. But if he finds someone else, is the exact same thing going to happen again? Has he actually learned from this? Who knows? But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another story. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. And our next story comes from SysTatDrama96, who says, Am I the a-hole for calling my sister cruel for a tattoo idea? Sis is 28, I'm 26 male. My sis N has always had a strained relationship with our parents, especially my mum. I'm clearly not privy to the reasons because things are fine with me and my parents. When N went to college, she met a creative writing professor as a freshman and they got close immediately. They would do a lot together and work closely on a few different writing projects. N never specifically said this, but it was obvious to anyone who saw them interact that they had a substitute mother daughter type relationship, which hurt my mum a lot to see. I always thought she'd grow out of it or that the professor would move on, but 10 years later, they were still very close. About a month ago, the professor died unexpectedly and it devastated N. She was really depressed over the holidays, which of course was all in front of my mum. And it was a difficult reminder that N loved the professor as a mother way more than she ever loved my mum as a mother. She still talks to my parents and stuff and they don't fight or anything, but N is very distant and doesn't tell them anything about her life beyond the bare minimum. My mum tried to comfort N, but N was doing her distant thing and didn't want comfort. Something unfortunate that happened to N is that when she got the call that she died, she was brewing tea and in the shock of the news, she spilled boiling water on her arm, which burned her kind of badly on her wrist. I think the burn was like on the borderline of second and third degree and definitely still looked pretty rough during the holidays. N said it was especially hard because in addition to the physical pain, Every time she looks at it, she's reminded of the moment she found out the professor died, which I totally get. I was on FaceTime with N, and she said she talked to a tattoo artist friend who said that the burn should be able to heal well enough to get a tattoo over it. N then excitedly told me about her idea, which is a type of flower that the professor gave her a bouquet of for her undergrad graduation. My mum was so embarrassed that day because she didn't get N flowers, but the professor did and N was parading them around so happy and it was a reminder of their connection. I guess N and the professor exchanged these flowers for every special occasion like birthdays, etc. So now she wants to get a decent sized tattoo and a highly visible spot of something that will remind everyone of the professor. I told N that this seemed really cruel to my mum who already feels cast aside and like she's in exile from N. And that's without the constant permanent reminder. N kind of scoffed and said, I can't believe you think you have the right to tell me not to do this. Called me an ass and hung up. They're still not talking to me except for a very brief text saying, congrats for a promotion I just got. My parents aren't commenting. My dad said I should have just kept quiet, even though he agrees. And my mum made no comment, but seemed grateful I stood up for her. I feel like I was just being protective of my mum. But am I the a-hole? 
And people were asking OP about what was going on in the past because he said he wasn't privy to what happened in her past. But there were some comments that was given some additional information. So OP was saying, when it comes to my parents, I don't doubt that she sometimes saw different versions of them. So for full disclosure, I just turned 26, whereas my sis is about to turn 29. So we're more like three years apart than two years. My parents both drank a lot and my mum abused pills for a while. She got clean from the pills when my sis was 14, but they both kept drinking until getting sober when she was 17. I guess on my end, I just feel very proud of my parents for both beating addiction, whereas my sister has never let go of the anger. And it just hurts for everyone involved because my parents want a better relationship and she is very resistant to them. ETA, it's not like I never saw my parents in a rough state either. So I guess my confusion lies in her having this reaction to the same thing when I was able to strengthen the relationship and be proud of their recovery. And based on that comment, Squirrely Squirrel replies and says, you're the a-hole. You say you don't know why the relationship is strained, but in the comments prove you absolutely do know. Through your sister's life until she was 17, she had to be the parent to you and deal with drug and alcohol addicted parents. She was likely abused verbally, but at the very least, she was forced to be a parent to a younger sibling and keep you both alive. So she leaves home to go study within a very short time, so she never felt cared for or supported. She meets a professor and a husband that care and support her and shows an interest. She would have felt love for the first time in a very pure way. Your mum shows up to a uni grad and doesn't even bring flowers or a gift, makes zero effort. Now this woman who changed her life has passed away and she is grieving. And you want to tell her to keep it a secret so her abuser doesn't get hurt feelings. I will give you the benefit of the doubt and say you are naive, but open your eyes. If you apologize now and understand and mean it sincerely, you might save your relationship. Your sister has class in my opinion. Even when she was so hurt by you, she still congratulated you on your success. You show her as much love. Resolute Muse says, What you have described is the golden child and the scapegoat child. You being the golden child. N didn't get what she needed from her own mother and was incredibly fortunate that another stepped in and took that role. Take your blinders off and see. Ask your sister if she felt second best growing up and be open and silent when and to what she tells you. Yes, you're the a-hole. And one more comment from Ki Tai who says you're the a-hole, irrefutably so. Your mother is the one who destroyed their relationship and now she is merely reaping what she has sown. The fact that your mother hasn't told you why their relationship is broken to such a degree is because she knows it's entirely her fault. The fact that your father is telling you to drop this also shows that they are at fault. You do not get to come in and dissuade your sister from getting a tattoo in memory of the only person who treated her like a daughter, and the only person she could look up to. P.S. I would not be surprised if your relationship with your sister is damaged as much as your mother's. Now, I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another story. And our final story comes from Ad Character, who says, Am I the a-hole for posting the reasons that I excluded some people from my child-free wedding? My sister got married last summer. She had a very elegant and beautiful wedding and reception planned. It was child-free. She sent a gracious note to everyone who sent their regrets and thank them for understanding her desires for her wedding and respecting them enough to RSVP in the negative. She also invited them to a party later that summer at her home if they wanted to take pictures with her and a wedding party in their fancy clothes. I thought it was well handled and classy. Several people did not understand the meaning of child-free and brought their kids anyway. One screamed through the ceremony and the mum would not leave the chapel because she did not want to cause a fuss. 
There were no problem extra places for them at the reception, so their parents had to share their food with them. The worst was the kid that wanted a cupcake off the wedding table the cake was on. He almost tipped the wedding cake onto the floor. My dad saved it, but there was a handprint on the lowest tier and a lot of cupcakes hit the floor. All in all, it was four families that brought uninvited children. My wedding invitations just went out over Christmas. We were getting married in May. I know this is a long time, but we have a lot of out-of-town, country, and even continent guests we hope will come. We did not invite these families to our wedding. We have a Facebook group for the wedding for people to share pictures and memories that we might put in the wedding video. They found out about the group and posted to my personal page about being excluded and asking why we were not inviting them. I messaged them privately and asked them to take down their posts and explain that my wedding was smaller and I wasn't having as many guests as my sister. They went public again and bitched about me excluding them for no good reason. I posted the receipts. I posted a video my cousin sent me of a crying kid during the ceremony and the parents doing nothing. The video of the kid freaking out because he had to share trout for supper. The before and after pictures of the wedding cake table. And I also asked if they knew in advance that they were not supposed to bring their kids to the wedding. And everyone started piling on to them. I guess there was a lot of stuff I missed, including one of them changing a the kid on the table with a guest book because the closest bathroom did not have a baby station. Now they are all calling me an a-hole for embarrassing them for having children and wanted to be part of the family events. I said that they could not understand why rules were in place, that this is why they were not invited. My uncle posted about how embarrassed he was that his daughter was one of the entitled jerks and offered to pay my sister for the cake that got wrecked. He'd been unable to attend and hadn't heard about the cake. So, am I the a-hole? Now for me, I love these stories when people try to use social media to try and shame someone to embarrass them, if you like. And then when it backfires on them because, you know, they're the assholes in that situation. Imagine being at that wedding and watching that cake almost fall over. Oh, it made me feel ill just reading it. And then to think about someone changing their child on the guest book station as well. Just what goes through your mind, please? Of course, you're not the a-hole in this situation, but Hannah's flora says not the a-hole. They try to publicly shame you for not inviting them when they could have just messaged you privately and avoided the embarrassment. You don't get to try and publicly embarrass someone only to then be upset when it turns right back around on them. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. That they are in the midst of all this, still trying to justify why they brought their kids despite explicitly being asked not to, only underlines even more that you did the right thing. Though a bit of advice, you may want to consider having some bouncers at the door to your ceremony and reception should they try to crash. Judging from, well, from all of this, it seems like that's at least a possibility. Back in the day before I started reading Reddit stories, I would have probably said, yeah, no, bouncers probably a step too far, but the amount of stories we see my guests still turn up and try to get through the door is just like, yeah, get those bouncers. <laughs> flying high, flying by says, not the a-hole. My husband and I wanted a child-free wedding, but got guilt-tripped into allowing kids. There were cute moments, but overall, I wish there'd been no kids. He screamed during the ceremony. I had to stop my own wedding due to a toddler screaming, no, 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 while her dad ignored her. They broke the glass table decorations. They smeared chocolate on my husband's vest. They ran around underfoot. I'm convinced the only reason I didn't lose it was my bridal party made a deal to keep the kids away from me. Literally typing says not the a-hole. I'm so tired of people inflicting their ill-behaved, not all kids are ill-behaved, children on other people and refusing to do anything while their kids wreak havoc or being entitled and doing crap like changing a dirty diaper on a dinner table. 
I respect anyone's right to have children, but not every place is child-friendly. That's just life. You don't bring your kids to a child-free event. Get a sitter or don't go. I will die on this hill. <laughs> now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. Can you imagine being at that wedding with all that chaos going on? I would absolutely be so embarrassed. I can feel myself burning up just thinking about it. It wasn't even me. <laughs> now, what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. A huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories as always. And hopefully, hopefully, I'll see you in the next one. You absolute cheeky so-and-so. <laughs> Much love. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.